TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Don't touch that dial. This is The Morning Shift. All of them are really, really hot on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are in the 8 o'clock hour of The Morning Shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, live in the Kia studios. And it is time for our wake-up call. And what this is is... Basically, we have our little, you know, takes on who needs a wake-up call, whether it's sports, anything in life, someone you know, and we'll give our who needs a wake-up call. And we also want to hear from you on the Wade4.com hotline. That number is 404-741-0929. You can call us and tell us who you think needs a wake-up call. And who wants to go first, Bo, Mike? I go first. Look. And, and mine's mine's more friendly, I, I guess, than it's probably going to come off. But I was watching <laughs> watching the tournament Saturday. Eric Musselman, head coach of Arkansas. I don't know if you guys caught this. Like, they win the game. Huge upset uh, over Kansas, I believe it was, Bo. Yeah, knocked um, off the number one seed. Knocked off the number one seed. Musselman, Musselman is his name, by the way, rips his freaking shirt off, goes and stands <laughs> stands on the scorer's table and goes straight past her Troy over his head. <laughs> And look, and here's the thing, man. I'm not I'm not giving a wake-up call to Eric Musselman. I'm going to give a wake-up call to any other coach in the tournament that's going to think it's ever a good idea to rip your shirt off. Musselman, heat of the moment. Look, man, I know your, your wife and daughter are sitting right there. You're getting rowdy. Biggest probably win of your career. I can forgive it. It's emotional. But let's end this right here. Let's go ahead and stop this tradition before it even starts. I don't need 50-year-old coaches in NCAA ripping their shirt off and, and, and twisting around their head. All right, let's just go ahead and stop right there. I am a, that's the thing I, I said leading into it. It's going to sound way worse than it is. I'm giving him a pass. By the way, he's in great shape. I mean, good for this guy, right? I mean, like I'm watching him going, dude, this guy's no muffin top, nothing. I mean, he's just, <laughs> he's just, he's in good shape. So I was happy no, for him, but let's go ahead and term. let's just stop it right there. That's my wake up call. Any future NCAA coach who thinks it's necessary to rip your shirt off after the game, let's just stop it right there. Can you imagine uh, Kirby Smart, you know, shredding the shirt Hulk Hogan style? That'd be kind of cool, actually. I think. I mean, look. I don't think. I don't think Kirby Smart can do anything wrong in this state ever again. So that would just become a celebration for other Georgia, Georgia fans. Hulk like, smash. yeah, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> I mean, all I heard the entire time Mike was talking is, you know how like the Charlie Brown teacher, you hear wah wah wah. I didn't hear that. I just heard hate hate hate. That's all I heard. Speaking, of, you know, my wake up call goes to, uh, to Atlanta Hawks. Look. I, I was on board with what John Collins said. I said that in the first hour that I, I agree with him. But, hey, man, don't call out the fans and then go lay a turd in San Antonio like you did. Don't, don't call out the fans for their cheering when you beat an under or an average team and a terrible team on the road Seven in Golden and 20 State. 20-something on the road. And then go to San Antonio and blow a 24-point lead. The locker room needs a wake-up call. This isn't on Quinn Snyder. Just like it wasn't on Nate with this team blowing leads. This is a leadership issue in that locker room. This is your DNA. It's who you are. I don't know who on this team needs to wake up 
But right now, I would say they all do because you got to stop blowing these leads. Why are you laughing at it? Don't laugh at me. I'm, this is not funny. No, this is funny. This I is was, true. This is your inflection. Like when you're like mad about something, like your tone is like. It's it different. Just, it's different. It's different because you funny. know me as the, the happy-go-lucky, Bo. By, by the way, I, I know that you, you're saying you don't know who needs to wake up calling the team. I have a feeling that we're going to have some callers right now that probably are going to point to exactly who they think needs a wake-up call. I, I guarantee you. Oh, well, we do. We're gonna. I'll come back to my wake-up okay. call because our the wake-up callers that wake-up call callers that are calling in are kind of on board with Bo. And I think we have Frank in Fayetteville joining us. Uh, good morning, Frank. What is your wake-up call? Who needs it? Hey, good morning, y'all. Uh, so, originally, I was going to say DeAndre Hunter. I think he needs a wake-up call as well. But my biggest wake-up call is for Clint Capella. Double O is coming in and stealing his job. And he better get a wake-up call or he's shipping out next year. It's a fiery take. Thank you, Frank. Hey, do you, Mike, Mike? Yeah, look, man, I, I, he's right. I mean, it is what it is. Clint Capella, and, and I know he's been a fan favorite for a number of years now, but there's just something going on with the way that, that things have played out with this Hawks team this year. And I don't know if it's the coaching transition or what it is. It just doesn't seem like he's that involved in the game. And, and I don't want, I, it, it's not an effort thing to me. I, some of these guys on the team, I feel like it's an effort thing. To me, Clint Capella just, he doesn't seem to kind of be in the same place, at the, the right place at the right time, like other guys on this team are, Bo. We appreciate the call in, Frank, because everybody seems to be chatting about the Hawks. We've also got Reggie calling in from Atlanta. Uh, Reggie, good morning. Thanks for calling in. Who needs the wake-up call? Trey Young's and the Atlanta Hawks. What's up with Trey, Reggie? What do you think? Trey only scored nine points yesterday. Disappointing. Very disappointing. I was, I was hoping he would give me more, but I'm at the point where I'm ready to blow the team up. Blow the team up, baby. Woo, it's big words. I don't think he's that far off, though. I mean, Trey Young, nine points, dude. Come on. Do we need to blow this team up, though? Are we there? Because to me, this team has some building pieces. And I think before I would blow it up, I would figure out who who I want to keep it going with. Where Because I think you have two guys that you could build a team around. I think one would be Trey, which I thought we had built a team around him. And then the other would be DeJounte. And I'm starting to wonder about how all that, if that dynamic is there. Yeah, but you can still, I mean, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, you can still blow the team up and keep those guys around, right? You get rid of a couple other pieces, John Collins probably leaves the building, maybe he finds success somewhere else. I think you can still you can still blow the team up and still have those guys in the building. I, I don't know that that's the route they'll go. Quinn Snyder's going to have a lot of thinking to do this offseason, but I'm with you. I mean, there's been a lot of people uh, on the socials the last couple of days, the last 24 hours, that have said, do we really even want to go to the playoffs? I mean, that's that's kind of the, the, the feeling I think a lot of Hawks fans have after last night. You are listening to The Morning Shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game, and this is our wake-up call where we want to hear from you on who needs a wake-up call. We've got Brian calling in from Atlanta. Good morning, Brian, and who needs the wake-up call? Good morning, and I just wanted to comment quickly on the daddy thing and the children, little children. Yeah, thing. I'm behind. I'm behind you 100. <laughs> percent No judgment. I've been there. I know where you are. I've got a preteen and a teenager, and I'm still waiting to get to know my wife again. So you, you're good, man. You're good. God bless you, brother. Appreciate uh, that. <laughs> my wake up call. Everybody, I was I was with, I was calling to talk about the baseball. I watched really good baseball this weekend with the with the big world champion thing, which I really enjoyed. And I'm watching it, and there's no pitch clock. 
and you can use the shift, and people get away from the shift. I don't understand MLB outlawing grown men who can't hit away from a shift. I don't get that. I'm, I'm really bothered by that. But uh, thank you very much. Y'all have a good day. I appreciate the call. And look, there's a part of me that does agree with what he's saying that there's been so much good baseball in the World Baseball Classic, and none of it has anything to do with the new rules. But there's also a much small, it's a much smaller sample size. There's 162 games in Major League Baseball, so I think I'm all right with speeding it up just a little bit. I'm all right with the pitch clock. I think that the shift in the larger bases are probably a little bit crazier to me. But I've been so I don't know how you feel, but I've been fine with the pitch clock so far. Yeah, the the only thing I have a problem with the pitch clock is that there are different rules for the batter than the pitcher. The pitcher doesn't have to be ready, but the batter has to be in by a certain amount of time. I don't like that. I'm glad the game's going to speed up, though. This is what this game, the MLB has a timing problem, and they're trying to keep people there. I understand that part. The shift thing, look, we can get in, we could talk all day about the shift. Brian makes a good point, but the fact of the matter is. The game changed, and I thought Snit touched on that Friday with us. He's looking forward to the game being back like it used to be. Outlawing the shift gives you more base hits again. It brings back in small ball. Yeah. We have one more caller joining us for the wake-up call, and that is Patty in Kennesaw. Patty, who needs the wake-up call? Good morning. My wake-up call is for Miss Amy Ray on her 34th birthday. Let's all wish her a happy birthday on the line, on the radio here. And go Dirty Birds. You're my favorite, always in my heart. I love you, Atlanta Falcons. Thank you, Patty, and happy birthday, Amy Ray. Yeah, 34. That, that, that voice sounded familiar. That's my mother-in-law. That's she just, mother-in-law. She just caught in and oh. shouted out my wife on her birthday, which I think I did that earlier, right? I did yeah, do that, right? I don't think so. No, I don't think you, no you didn't. Nope. You're terrible. Nope. You You're said terrible. It was, you said the other day you were celebrating her birthday weekend, which yeah. could mean a million different things. But I didn't you didn't know actually say happy birthday to Amy. Oh, I did this morning when I left. Happy birthday, Amy. This but is her birthday. it's not official unless you make it public. Well, and thank you, Patty, for calling in. Thank uh, you, Patty. Yeah. She is, she's a big supporter. Look, guys, so. my, my anniversary <laughs> is Wednesday. Please, in segment number one, if y'all don't both look at me and say something about my anniversary Wednesday, if I if I do and mess up like Bo just did, uh, somebody save me. You I know, will throw something at you. Speaking of being throwing, you guys just threw me completely under the bus. I okay, absolutely and I backed, said something. I backed it up, too. I threw it in reverse. That was your fault. <laughs> We have Mike Conti joining us. We're going to go back over the Hawks. I know everyone's a little bit emotional about the performance. And we're also going to talk Atlanta United because, yeah, we heard how excited Mike Conti was on the call for that game. So stay with us. This is the Morning Shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Boom, Yakabakis! TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Started Go ahead. with the morning shift. Time for the show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to check in with Atlanta United and Atlanta Hawks broadcaster Mike Conti. Slides it forward, a shot, score! Brought to you by Lindy and the Empower Home Team. 
Welcome back to the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike Johnson, Bo Morgan, Tiffany Blackman here with you. And as you just heard, joining us is Mike Conti. Am I the first ever in-studio guest yes. for the morning shift? We're honored. Yes. Well, this is a big honor. We're honored. No, we're, we the, honored. the honor is ours, man. That. The honor is ours. Look, exciting weekend, uh, really exciting season so far for the Atlanta United, man. I, I, I was, I've mentioned this before. I was at the opening game. Uh, at Bobby Dodd when this franchise kind of took off the ground. And it really has resonated with me, and I was thinking about this, listening to John Collins talk about the fans in the building. Mm-hmm. The Hawks are just so they're, – they're so – it's such a homegrown thing. Like, you don't you don't have to worry Atlanta about – Atlanta United, fans. you mean. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing. Yeah. Yeah, Atlanta United is such a homegrown thing. It feels like the, 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 the crowd and, and everybody feeding off what this team is. And this team's really good. I think that's what Boom, Team's really, yes. really good. Having flashbacks of the championship team from five years ago. Um, I guess that's what you've seen so far, too, huh? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it looks great right now. Uh, Got to talk to them about cutting down on set-piece goals because apparently <laughs> we assign different values to set-piece goals Give on the morning shift. I mean, I just appreciate the build-up, the kind of no, I'm with the you. hard the, work that goes into you know, the, heading it off. No, it, a, there's a team, as you know, there's there's a team goal, and that's what Yakimaka said. I thought Wiley's goal, team goal. Team goal. And then you have individual goals, and, and that's what Tiago had. But now, Tiffany... Please be honest with me. Have you ever seen in your playing career a direct free kick goal from outside of 30 yards in your no, playing career? No, it was career? beautiful. Yeah. I am not, again, I am not taking away no. from that goal. That goal was beautiful. I just appreciate the team goals. No, I'm with you. A I'm little, with... You know, just a little bit better. No, and I, I, I'm backtracking. And I, th- I think that's the point that might, oh, boy. <laughs> we all hate hearing our own voices, yes, right? Yes, um, no, but it goes to the point that I think Mike was making. Um, the way that they've kind of connected this attack in a very short amount of time with new pieces is really, really impressive. And it does bring back some 2018 vibes, just how fluid it looks right now. And, and you know what really kind of threw me back to 2018 from Saturday? You know, they were up 3-0. They were still looking for more. They were hunting for more goals. They, they spoil the clean sheet really late. It's 4-1. And I think that kind of ticked them off a little bit. They went out and they tried to get another goal, and they did. So uh, the, it, I think the word we used in the post-match show was ruthless. Like, there's a ruthlessness right now to this uh, Atlanta United uh, team that has been really maybe missing the last couple of years. And it's fun to see that it's evolved. I don't like to throw out things and, and put misnomers out there, but this feels hungrier than they felt in a long time. And having Almada and uh, Yakamakis, I love saying that name, by yeah. the way. That's a name that I've learned to say, and I like it. Yeah. Does it – this feels a lot like Joseph and Miggy to me. It, it mm. just – it has that feel. I'm not saying it's the same, but it has that feel. And I think that Almada, Almada could leave here whenever he does as possibly the best player in franchise history. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I thought what he did on Saturday was the best single game – individual performance in franchise history, two goals and two assists. But to me, it wasn't about like the amount of goals he scores, just watching him, watching how dominant he was, watching how under control he was. It was like watching Michael Jordan in his prime, just, you know, being able to do whatever he wanted. That was the feel for, um, that was my feel for what Almada did, at least on on Saturday. I have to tell you all too, uh, 
talking about and reminiscing about the championship, like I was at that game and mm-hmm. just the fans, the the atmosphere. I actually had to have vocal cord surgery following that that game because I it was deemed vocal abuse. I lost my vocal my voice. abuse. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. Wow. Had to well, develop I, a polyp on my vocal cord. And oh, snip that thing out. Yeah. I got, I got to <laughs> throttle back a little bit then because like I, <laughs> they've been scoring so many goals. I, I know. I, I, like three of the four matches I've done this year, I've lost my voice, including Saturday. Boom! Yakabaka! Yeah, like you can hear him starting to lose my voice a little bit there. And maybe that's a polyp. So uh, I, I need them to either cut down on the scoring or I need to calm myself down a little bit. I'm going to echo what Bo was saying, too, about Almada. I mean, to me, I'm not saying that he's already the best player that we We've seen in this franchise he's not, but on the ball, the the control he has when the ball is at his feet, I think he's the best on-the-ball player that we've seen play for the United. It's just mm-hmm. he has an ability to take over a game because he it's not all passes. It's not all you know through balls and things like that. Put the ball at his feet. He makes about four people miss, and he streaks down the field unlike anything right. we've seen in that uniform. Yeah, no, I, I totally right. I mean, right now he is the best player in the league, and this is what I said a couple weeks ago when, when we were going into the season in Atlanta United – you know, they didn't have a, like a really super great preseason as far as the results were concerned. I, and I just tried to tell people, it's like a basketball game. If you have the best player on the floor, you're going to have a really good chance every night to win. Same thing here. If you have the best player on the pitch, you're going to have a really good chance to win every night. And there is not going to be an MLS match this year that Atlanta United plays where they're not going to have the best player on the pitch, except for this Saturday, because Almada's not going to play on Saturday. He uh, got called into the Argentina national team. So, th- yeah, I see Bo kind of put his head down. You have all <laughs> the all this momentum. Everything's yeah. going great. You're dominating everyone. You're playing right now. It feels great. And now you're going to be without a ton of guys this coming weekend in, in Columbus. Not only Almada, Miles Robinson, I mean, a, a lot of – very important players. Well, this is, feels like we've had this happen here lately to this team. We, we we feel like we're gaining some steam, and then an injury pops up. Yeah. Or then you have the international call-up stuff. I thought that they were trying to do as good of a job as they could, I mean the MLS, in kind of keeping having these international breaks throughout the season where this didn't happen to certain teams. Yeah, well, actually, uh, this is the first time Atlanta United has ever had to play through an international window and you can thank MLS and their new TV deal with Apple. Yep. Yep. They wanted to keep the Saturday night window. So everyone in the league's dealing with it. It's not just Atlanta United. And Columbus, I think, will have some guys out too. Uh, but, yeah, I, it's it's the way MLS and Apple wanted it. They did not want to disrupt the season this early. Yeah, the pivoting. Goals, I'm sorry. Like, sorry, no, I mean, the eight goals the last two games, like it's yeah. just been the, the dominance of this team. But go, yeah, take I it. was going to say pivoting to the Hawks a little bit. Uh, first of all, we'll talk about Friday night, huge win mm-hmm. uh, against the Warriors. Obviously, we're all in the building for 99 the game night. Uh, and the way they did it, Trey Young with the steal inside the final minute, I thought it kind of put – an exclamation mark because that's really been a lot of the questions surrounding this team. Trey Young, this defense, really putting games away. Huge win. You flip around yesterday, give the one, give the game away against the San Antonio Spurs after being up twenty four at some point in the game, eighty two points in the first half. Yeah. What 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 do you, you make of this? Like I mean, that. what who is this team? What's the real identity here? This is their identity. Uh that they have no consistency. Uh they they turn it on for stretches. They completely turn off for stretches. This is their identity. They're one game under 500. This is a 500 team. And I know 
there's been so much finger pointing this year towards coaches, certain players. Um, to me, as I've been saying throughout the year, it is a roster composition issue. This is not a team that is deep enough right now to be a whole lot better than what they are at the moment. And, and the problem is, you know, look at the last 10 games, Quinn Snyder, six since uh, taking over as coach. That might seem to rule out that coaching is a problem. Uh, you know, Trey Young, I, it, he is what he is. He had a phenomenal game on Friday night. He had nine points on Sunday. Shocking against the worst defensive team in the league. DeJounte Murray, do a deep dig on his numbers over the last couple of weeks. He's kind of hit a brick wall all of a sudden. And, and unfortunately, the problem, and actually the Hawks bench was not the issue Yesterday, the bench was really good with A.J. Griffin and Yeka Kongu, Bogey Bogdanovich. But if you're playing nine-man rotations in the regular season, I, I just don't think you have enough depth and firepower off the bench right now to be anything better than what you are. And that's a roster composition issue. So you had John Collins, that fans. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, it looks bad now yeah. because of the loss. But if that hadn't happened, do you think he still deserved to be able to back after that? Well, I, I think he said something that needed to be said. I mean, that's really frustrating when you go into that building as a Hawks fan. You know the Lakers are in town. There's going to be a bunch of Lakers fans or Warriors fans or Celtics fans. What stood out to me, though, about Friday, I actually think it's it's been way, way worse than it was on Friday. Like yeah. I, I didn't really agree with John. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it, there were people who – reacted to Curry being Curry. But, yeah. I mean, I've been in that building with the Lakers in there, and it, it sounds like a Lakers home game. I didn't get that feel on Friday. So I, 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 I thought the comments were interesting. I thought as the game wore on, it definitely tamped down. It was interesting yeah. in the first quarter, you know, when you show up and you could see Steph and, and they went on a run, a tear, to start that game. It's it, There really was a roar, a, a, a Warriors type of crowd feel. But as the game wore on and the Hawks kind of climbed back into it and then eventually took the lead and kind of saw it to the game away, I felt the crowd kind of shift. It was almost like the Warriors fans were possibly, you know, yeah. trying to beat traffic and get home. I don't know what it was. But you're right. This has been a problem, and, and you know, you've been here a long time. Uh, the Falcons games used to be the same way we used to play. You know, I mentioned earlier when we played Green Bay in the playoffs in 2010, 2011, whenever it was, my gosh, there was yellow everywhere. And yeah. it's just always been a problem. And I, I don't I don't know what the fix is. But quickly, can we still appreciate greatness? Like, I mean, a guy like Steph Curry comes in. Like, can you appreciate that? But maybe T- just not. Tiffany, I'm with you all the way. I mean, the the reason why people react the way they do to Steph Curry is he's a very exciting player. It's not an insult to the Hawks. It's a credit to Steph Curry being one of the greatest at what he does. I'm with you, Tiffany. Thank you so much for the insight. Mike My Conte, pleasure. our first guest yeah. ever in studio with us. Uh Thank you. Hopefully it won't be uh, the, the last. Hopefully we can get a lot more people in here. Hopefully they'll bring some food with them or something like that, and uh, we can keep going. We'll keep it going. All right. You are listening to The Morning Shift on the Engine on the Game. We'll be back. Boom! Yakabakis! We're going to get on down now. We're talking all things Atlanta sports and beyond. This is The Morning Shift. Make some noise! On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Thanks for hanging with us this morning on the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike Johnson, Bill Morgan, Tiffany Blackman here with you. And we've been talking about the Falcons and what we're in like the second phase, as as we would call it, a free agency, the moves they've been making. We've talked about linebacker Tay Davis and and also uh, receiver Mac Hollins. Yeah, I like the Mac Hollins uh, signing. He's a guy that's coming off a career year. 
He's a big-bodied guy, uh, and, and Arch, uh, Dave Archer, uh, Falcons uh, radio analyst, was text, texting with me earlier, and he was like, hey, this guy's great in the red zone. He got to do some of his games at North Carolina. Big special teams player, good at high point in the ball, which is perfect for in the red zone and for a young quarterback. Uh, and he's coming off a career year, and if anybody can get career years out of players, it's Arthur Smith. Yeah, but we haven't got a chance to talk about the Adam Thielen signing over in Carolina. I know this whole show is kind of blown by and – uh, look, man, to be honest with you, we're still kind of getting our footing, catching our breath, but Adam Thielen, I, I'll be honest with you, he's he's five years removed from kind of that 100-catch, 1,000-yard type of guy. I still think there's some stuff left in the tank over there in Carolina, though. It depends on what they're, they're going to do. Quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's, it depends on what they're going to do at quarterback, but I, I, I kind of like that sign for Carolina. I think he's the perfect guy for a rookie quarterback. Because yes. now I know they have, what, Dalton there? So Dalton could start the year if they if they if they draft like Anthony Richardson like Luke Keekley was talking to us last week about then yeah I think Andy Dalton's a starter there even though I think if you draft a guy at one he needs to be playing that, immediately that was gonna be my point if we're gonna trade all these pieces and go straight up to one you better be drafting a starter at quarterback uh, that to me you ha- we're in an era now where you only have so much time as a coach as a quarterback as a GM it's a it's a what have you done for me lately society. You the the it's immediate results is what people want. I think if you draft a guy that high, he has to start right away. That being said, a guy like Adam Thielen is great for that because he can play anywhere at the wide receiver spot. And DJ Moore was a leader for that team. Now he's gone, but you bring in that veteran presence of a guy like Thielen that you mentioned is going to be good for a young quarterback coming in, um, and immediately brings that credibility. Uh, to the receiving group. Yeah, it's and, and it's a reasonable deal. $25 million, $14 million guaranteed. I, I just I think you're right, though. I think he's the perfect piece for a young rookie quarterback, a first-rounder to kind of settle in, um, can help him in a lot of different situations that Carolina's going to be in this year. Well, we have another segment that we haven't gotten to to do yet. It's my time. It's, it's your time to shine, Bo. It's the life of Squid. It's time for a look back into the mind of Squid Billy. Hey, he might even talk sports. This is the life of Squid on the morning shift. Yeah, we're not going to talk sports. Well, we we're might. Okay. It's sports related. First off, uh, great day yesterday. You can shout out all of our friends and neighbors that made it out to a place called Big Door uh, in, I don't know, like North Cherokee. Um, it's a winery. Uh there's not a lot of wineries in this area. Got, You've got to go up further. But anyways, we had a blast. We were in this – it was really cold yesterday and windy. We were in this igloo thing, which was – it was see-through, um, but it was really warm. And we were we, – I was like, man, this would be great for, like, the backyard. You would go out there and, you know, one uh, one afternoon and just chill in your backyard when it's wintertime. So I, I looked it up. I was like, maybe I'll just invest in one of these. I'm picturing the – have you ever seen the things that are on the roof at Ponce? That's uh, what that, it is. That, that's exactly that, – that's what I'm picturing right now. So the things that are on the roof at Ponce kind of gives you your own little – just enough room for a table. Yeah. And how many people fit in it? We 12? had 12 in it. 12. So. And it was pretty comfortable. I mean, it wasn't – we weren't crammed. But uh, and we had a table in there, too, that took up some of the space. We could have been more spread out and put the table in the middle. But these things are – dude, they're like $1,400. For the size of the one that fits 12 people. You've done your research. Well, yeah. If by research, you mean looking it up on Amazon, trying to buy it. You know what? <laughs> then that's my research. Uh, I was also told by you, you tried to relive your youth yesterday. So are you hurting today? How are you feeling? A little bit. Uh, you know, I did a pretty good job. So wine will get to you. 
If you don't it drink a lot of wine, you, wait, 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 wait. you also you. drink. Okay, well, can we? Can we? I need people to just weigh on this because what? you still drink like cranberry vodka or whatever. Like that was what I used to have in college. That was hey, probably my first drink. As don't like, be giving away our segments uh, in the future. I, we, we need to keep that one in the back pocket. <laughs> my main right there. go-to is a, is called is vodka with sparkling ice. The flavored water. Have you ever had that? It, they have like a black. Yeah, I've had it. Not with, not with, not with vodka. <laughs> they have a black cherry flavor, and it tastes like you're drinking Sprite Kool Aid. I just drink. I if I I drink things straight or with like. So like you a drink vodka, vodka soda. straight. Vodka soda maybe, but like, or you just do it straight because like my dad used to tell us, you kids are messing everything up by putting all this sugar in it. That's why you get sick, and then you gotta have Pedialyte the next day. That's why you drink sparkling ice for your vodka because it's it's a very healthy drink to drink it with. It's like you're. You're 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 healthy. dehydrating yourself while hydrating yourself. Yeah. I've got a couple questions about where you went yesterday. So is yeah. this a wine tasting? Like, are they bringing in different wines, or are you just saying, "Hey, come hammer us with about six bottles to start, and we'll get this Let's thing kicked go. off"? You can do flights. Um, you can do like a tasting thing. They'll let you sample a little black little little plastic cup, like uh, like a little Jello shooter cup. Yeah, I just explained it that <laughs> this way. Like a- <laughs> Tiffany just looked at me like, wow, you just explained something about you. Do you have a thing about cups? I've been out with some guys, like coworkers and stuff, that if you bring them, like, I don't know, maybe they want a Manhattan or something, and if it comes in, like, a kind of a dainty glass, they're like, no, nah, you got to send that back. I need. Just give me the solo. That's you know it. I mean? That's I it. Girl, That's I drink it. vodka cranberry. I'm very, I, I I'm very I comfortable in my masculinity when it comes to what I'm drinking. I should not have asked you. I just oh, I absolutely have a favorite. <laughs> He was gonna say. I thought he was gonna say. I'm very dainty. I'm very dainty. <laughs> I am not dainty. All right. Well, Just because short I, and dainty kind of go, and they like. Yeah. All right. I'm a lot of things, but dainty is not one of them, right? No, you know, mm. you don't answer that. You're yeah. you're not qualified to answer. He's not that. qualified. I'm not saying anything. I'm not. I'm just, I am here. I am a supportive. I'm going to have to talk. I'm going to have to talk However you want to describe yourself. My next question, uh, Bo, is how many TVs did they have where you watched Terminal on in the NASCAR race yesterday? That was called my phone because we were outside in an igloo. They did have TVs on uh, inside with a live band. You couldn't go in, though. You were in the igloo. Well, I had to go in and get drinks. But um, did you linger? Were you like, uh, yeah, I lingered a little bit. But then again, we're gonna get you in trouble here. Then again, no, no, because people <laughs> were, everyone's in a rush these days. So people are like, all right, get your drink and get out of the way. So I, I kind of, I kind of kept it moving. But look, I had, I had a good time. I was glad because it, it was, it was, you know, good get together for my wife. She got to celebrate her birthday. So happy birthday, Amy. Uh, and there's the official happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. he waited till we're, she was up yeah, and listening. Yeah. And they Smart. had these slushy things too. They had like these wine slushies, and they were pretty good. But that's where you get killed. With, there's where your dad comes into play with the, the sugar, because that junk will kill you the, the next day. I didn't take you as a wine snob, man, but I'm happy for you. Happy birthday to your wife. Thank yeah, you. Haven't met her yet. Amy. Haven't met her yet, but you guys will. You'll love her. You'll like. She's awesome. You'll love her, and then and then say, why did you marry him? It's every you man's know, dream, though. Right. Like, I wasn't going to say that. I mean, maybe I was thinking it. I'll say it for you. But you I know. can say it. It's been said to me enough to I'm very comfortable with saying it myself. That's it. That's the That's life of it? squid. That's yeah. the life of squid? We got to get with uh, we got to get a handoff next with uh, the steakhouse. We do. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for more on the, you know, life well, of look. squid. I thought you were going to rant. Dylan you're going to tell us a big time? Dylan you're going to get on your me. Apple box? No. 
you know what? You stop with that Apple box. All Dylan right, told I me we had to go. So I, do I, have to go. I take orders. This is the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Stay with us. It's more than just sports talk. This is the morning shift. I'm in. Me too. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back to the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike Johnson, Bo Morgan, Tiffany Blackman here with you. And we are joined by Steak Shapiro. Yeah, this is like our first handoff. This is it like, is. Uh, wow, it's like a big moment, right? I get to look at uh, Bo Morgan to my left <laughs> like a young buck that I've watched come through the business. Now he's on a show right before me. How's that? How's that going? Well, it's 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 really well. It was really weird for me. Not weird, but it was just a kind of uh, breakthrough moment when we did the uh, the hour with you guys oh, last yeah. week. Because hearing Sandra talk about when I first got there, I mean, I was just a scared, quiet, bright eyed, bushy tailed, <laughs> and now look at you hosting morning radio, and you're just in Vegas for the biggest weekend. That's the biggest guy weekend in America now. The first weekend of March Madness. And it sounds like you were just a very well-behaved young lady, and literally in your room. What'd you say? Eating uh, eating chips, hummus, and uh, guacamole. <laughs> Did you see any craziness around you walking through the lobby or nothing? I didn't. I didn't this time. The lot. Well, actually, there was one questionable person walking through, but I'm, I don't know if that's appropriate to get into. Yeah, but we don't have to do you that. know, uh, yeah, the game was at night. You know, so we're done at ten. Had a six a.m. flight. So yeah, no, there's not a lot. Came to get. back, ate no some, shenanigans. Ate some potato chips in bed. You know, yeah, really well, living it up. In, in Vegas. <laughs> well, Mike Johnson, you're working with me first hour today. I got Conti second hour. Sandra's under the weather. A uh, lot to get to. Uh, I spent four or five days out of town in Arizona. Watched every NCAA game. Like, literally, I love the early uh, starts of those games. I got a ton on, uh, oh, I don't know, a lot of stuff. Hawks over the weekend. So that's all coming up on the Steakhouse. Great to hear you guys, though. Great to have you with us. All right. Thanks, Mike, brother. you're doing double duty today. I love it. Me and Steak go back. Hey, the Steakhouse at the top of the hour. This is the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Thanks for joining us today. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.